to obey organized government is right. To disobey is death. This is your FBI. Step into the incredible, amazing future. Welcome to Free World Theory, the podcast you're not supposed to listen to. A Chaz Holloway production. I'm Bill Hurianson. What is Free World Theory? Find out in this episode. And meet the canary in the coal mine telling the world why politics is dying. Episode 2. To Kill a Mockingbird, banned in California schools. Wikipedia blacklists Newsmax. Progressives demand the Iliad and the Odyssey be purged from schools. MSNBC host suggests we should kill non-compliant Americans with drone strikes. Oxford University to ban Western classical music writing and the works of Isaac Newton. These are just a few cancel culture headlines that have appeared recently. As these activist centralizers try to turn the U.S. into a totalitarian state, there's a counter-movement to decentralize. You can see it in the new technology. There's Bitcoin, Litecoin, hundreds of cryptocurrencies. There's Ethereum. Tim Berners-Lee, the creator of the World Wide Web, has just created Solid, a new interface for the entire Internet. It's a new generation of tech that could make today's megacorporations look as old-fashioned as rotary phones, eight-track tapes, and those strange old clothes that your grandparents wore. Centralization is not the future. People know bureaucracy is inefficient, and they hate government control. The Soviet Union was a centralized state. It infamously regulated what you could do, what you could say, where you could go, and what you could think. In an alleged effort to make everyone equal, the Soviets destroyed individuality. They created a fierce bureaucracy where everyone, except the ruling class, was broke. People had no freedom, no way to get ahead. Meanwhile, at the same time, in the United States, capitalism developed. It was based on freedom and individualism. So the U.S. created the electric age, air transportation, radio, television, science fiction, Warner Brothers cartoons, suburbia, the NFL, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, rock and roll, the computer age, Bell Labs, moon landings, and the list goes on. Freedom in the United States created unequaled prosperity, While the Soviet Union was a land of vodka-drinking pessimism, the United States was a land of champagne-drinking optimism. At least, it used to be. Welcome to Free World Theory. In this podcast, I'll explain how to bring freedom back to the United States and other places as well. You'll be amazed at how easy it is to do. The best slaves are the ones who think they're free. You're listening to Free World Theory. My name is Chas Holloway. I'm the creator of Free World Theory. Free World Theory is a science that explains how to create and sustain decentralized societies. It's also a collection of decentralization technologies. There's a global effort today to decentralize. For example, many developers of cryptocurrencies and blockchain technologies like Ethereum claim they're creating a decentralized world. 
Uber, Airbnb, and Zoom are companies that offer decentralization, and companies like this are only growing in popularity. Why does anybody want decentralization? Well, first, the closer you get to total central control, the closer you get to tyranny. Second, central control of society is energy inefficient. Decentralization is vastly more efficient. For example, compare the old Soviet Union to US-style capitalism, say, during the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The USSR was all about central control, and it was a famously unproductive and inefficient society. The US, on the other hand, was more decentralized, therefore more productive and efficient. Today, as industrialization approaches the limits of planetary resources, energy efficiency is important. In fact, it's vital to create a sustainable planet. Some blockchain developers even go so far as to claim national ideology is irrelevant. Stalinism and all its trappings, or U.S. politics and all its trappings, is immaterial. Tyranny is tyranny. It doesn't matter who your decorator is. The only real contest is between centralization and decentralization. They see central control as tyranny and decentralization as freedom. Free world theory is a science that explains how to decentralize the large-scale aspects of society. And this podcast is a series of little modules that explain how the science works in a logical way. But one caveat, this is not a political podcast. Free world theory is not a political idea. It's not Republican or Democrat. It's not capitalist or socialist. It's not an ideology at all, any more than Newtonian physics is an ideology. It's a science and tech idea, period. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory. You're listening to the Free World Theory podcast. Vous écoutez le podcast de la théorie de la liberté universelle. Decentralization is already causing changes to society which are profound. To illustrate how profound, here's an example, the technology of money. Back in 2007, U.S. federal agents raided the home of Bernard Nothaus. They seized 500 pounds of silver and gold coins and bills he called Liberty Dollars. These were privately minted coins and printed bills with a picture of U.S. Congressman Ron Paul stamped on them. When he created his currency, Nothaus wanted to do two things. First, he wanted to promote Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Second, he wanted to show that Americans would flock to gold and silver-backed currency if it was available. He wasn't the only one to create an alternate currency. There were a number of private currencies in use in the U.S. at the time. There were Phoenix Dollars, named after the mythical bird. There were Ithaca Hours, a currency used and highly prized by people in Ithaca, New York. There were B-Notes, a currency used in Baltimore, Maryland, and more. But Liberty Dollars were getting dangerous to the establishment. Libertarians all over the country were talking about them. They said they were better than Federal Reserve notes, which are a fiat currency. So Bernard Nothaus was arrested. 
At his trial, the prosecuting attorney for the government said Nahas had committed a unique form of domestic terrorism by trying to undermine the legitimate currency of the United States. All this happened just two years before Bitcoin was introduced. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory. Free World Theory, the podcast that asked the question, When did Uncle Sam turn into Big Brother? In 2009, two years after Bernard Nothaus was arrested for creating Liberty Dollars, a shadowy figure who called himself Satoshi Nakamoto released onto the internet something the world had never seen before. It was a new technology. It was called Bitcoin. Bitcoin was a new kind of money the world's first cryptocurrency. There was a small, loosely connected group of people who had been working on the idea for years. Nick Szabo, Hal Finney, and more. Then Satoshi, nobody knew who he really was, released Bitcoin. At first, it was just a novelty for these tech guys, but word spread, and more and more people began experimenting with it because Bitcoin was a fascinating toy. It had negligible monetary value at first. It was just a mathematical novelty. Then, in 2010, the first purchase ever made with Bitcoin happened when a programmer named Laszlo Hanyets offered 10,000 Bitcoin for two pizzas. He posted this message online. I'll pay 10,000 Bitcoin for a couple of pizzas, like maybe two large ones, so I have some left over for the next day. I like having leftover pizza to nibble on later. Another programmer, a teenager named Jeremy Sturdevant, who lived in the UK at the time, took him up on the offer. He accepted the 10,000 Bitcoin and sent two large Papa John's pizzas. It was the first purchase ever made with Bitcoin. Two pizzas worth about $20 in U.S. currency at the time. Today, as I record this, 10,000 Bitcoin is worth over $550 million. The all-time high price of one Bitcoin is about $64,000, reached in April 2021. So you can understand why Papa John's Pizza has begun using the image of Bitcoin in its ad campaigns. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory. Free World Theory, the podcast that remembers when America was a great country. Wait, that was only three years ago. Bitcoin, the world's first cryptocurrency, went up in value as more and more people discovered it and played with it. It was a non-government money system. It was safe. You could use it to buy things. You could hold on to it and it would go up in value. If you wanted to keep it completely private, it was. It couldn't be taxed. It couldn't be devalued through inflation. Pretty soon, it became apparent this was a frontal attack on all government money systems worldwide. Considering how Bernard Nothaus had been arrested and convicted of terrorism for issuing private money just two years before, no wonder Bitcoin's creator wanted to be anonymous. By the time politicians realized what was going on, thousands of hobbyists were using Bitcoin. Before long, there were users all over the world, in the millions. The U.S. government would like to have shut it down, but they didn't know how. 
No doubt they would like to have prosecuted somebody, but the mysterious Satoshi Nakamoto didn't exist. He was a ghost. And even if they could find him, they couldn't seize the world's Bitcoin like they had Nothaus's Liberty Dollars. Because of how Bitcoin works, they couldn't touch it. There was no central supply. It was just everywhere. The game of money had changed. And ever since, governments around the world have been working overtime to evaluate the danger and the potential of Bitcoin and rein it in. The problem is, there are now thousands of Bitcoin-like cryptocurrencies, all impervious to attack, competing in the free market. The only thing governments can do about it is control you and tax you through the currency exchanges, like Coinbase or Cash App or Robinhood, instead. I'm Chaz Holloway for Free World Theory. Curious about Free World Theory? The book is available at Amazon.com. Binge read it today. Search for The End, The Fall of the Political Class by Chaz Holloway. To function well, a currency has to be six things. It has to be a medium of exchange. It has to be widely acceptable. It has to be divisible, which is what made cigarettes during World War II a convenient currency. You have singles, packs, and cartons. It has to be portable. It has to be a way to store wealth, and it has to be scarce. If there's too much money around, it has no value. Cryptocurrencies fulfill these requirements better than anything that's ever existed. They've become so popular, there are now even buried treasure stories. For example, James Howells, in Britain, accidentally threw away his hard drive containing 7,500 Bitcoin worth over $400 million today, and the city won't let him search the landfill. China has banned cryptocurrency, but that hasn't stopped it. Russia keeps going back and forth, and they haven't stopped it. Venezuela tried to cash in on the craze and issue their own cryptocurrency, called the Petro, which was a failure, because people don't trust the central authority. All this demonstrates is that in the landscape of cryptocurrencies, central states are irrelevant. Meanwhile, people all over the world like private money. They always have. People have been hiding money from the state since civilization began. The Romans buried it in their courtyards. The Chinese hid it in door jams. Business people today put it in foreign banks. But this is more than just a way to hide your cash. Crypto and decentralization strategies in general are fundamentally changing banks, credit companies, stock markets, stores, and more. More and more aspects of these industries are becoming potentially invisible to the central state. I'm Chas Holloway for Free World Theory. In the next episode of Free World Theory, the world's first hyperinflation, how the history of money reveals the underlying force that drives all social change, and how the world is facing the biggest revolution in its history right now. The Free World Theory podcast is written and directed by Chaz Holloway. Also heard, Hayden Jones. I'm Bill Hergensen. For more information, contact Chaz Holloway at ProtonMail.com. The Free World Theory podcast is copyright 2021 by Charles Holloway. 